Thanks for listening to Open the Word. Today, we're throwing it back and dusting off an episode from the archives. We've had some great conversations over a decade of radio ministry that deserve to be heard again. So you might hear some new voices and old references, but we hope you still enjoy these episodes. You have found a place to belong here on the Circle of Friends. I'm Leanne Miller, your guest host this week. Um, Thank you for allowing me to just sit as a guest this week and to join you all um, as we navigate faith and illness and doubting. And now we're going to talk about all of that combined into parenting. Um, Amy, um, we have guests around the table. So Amy is here with me, Amy Slayball, and and Bill and Carolyn Anstein, her parents, um, and... um, and we're just talking about life, really, mm-hmm. and life as a believer and how that all works. And, and now we want to talk a little bit about parenting. I have a 24- and 19-year-old, and, and um, our oldest, he is Theodore. We call him Teddy, but now he likes to be called Ted. Um, and our youngest son, his name is Daryl, and we call him Joey. Don't ask me why that happened, but it just did. It's Dar- Joey does not derive from the name Daryl, but we call him Joey. Um, and they are both. It's not students. even his middle name. Not even his middle name. <laughs> I know. I was pregnant with Ted. I was pregnant with uh, Joey, and Teddy came into the ultrasound room with us, and they did the ultrasound and said it's a boy. And Joey yelled, or Teddy yelled, it's Joey. And we have <laughs> and just called him Joey ever since. So that's the story behind that. And then Amy, you go ahead tell us tell us about your boys. Okay, I have two boys. One's twenty one, and one's nineteen. Charles is 21, and that's funny. His name is Charlie his whole life, but now in college we call him, most of his friends call him Charles, which is funny. When I named him Charles, I told him when he went to kindergarten, um, we started calling him Charlie, and then the kindergarten teacher, the kindergarten teacher asked if the kids have nicknames. This is Charlie. Um, Do you have a nickname? And Charlie said, I have a nickname. He raised his hand. I have a nickname. It's Charles. (laughs) <laughs> so I just thought that's so funny. But yeah, he goes by Charles now. Um, and then Timothy John, he's 19. Uh, yes. Okay, what about you? What about you all? Uh, we have four children. Amy's our first. And then we have a daughter, Lisa, who's a teacher at um, Genoa Grade School in Peary Township. And I have a son, Tom, and uh, daughter, Kimmy. Um, and, and it's funny because you call you called him Tom just now, but you as a family call him Tom. Yes, I'm surprised I said Tom. It, it was weird to hear you say that. It just came Tom out. I guess because people? it's radio yeah. and I thought yeah. he'd want to hear Tom. I don't know. <laughs> we call him Tommy and the youngest one's Kimmy. That's just, and now, Tommy do, has a son and they call him Thomas, which, you know. That's interesting. Now, do, you, do people, do his friends and co-workers and colleagues call him Tom? Everyone that knows him well calls him Tommy, but I'm sure at work he's Tom. He's Tom. Okay, I wondered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then how old are your kids? Uh, Amy is um, 49. Mm-hmm. Lisa is 47. And uh, Tommy is, I think he's 42. Kimmy's well, 40, just turned 40. Right. He's, okay. So he's 42. Okay, mm-hmm. so you have about 20 years on us in the parenting, yes. in the parenting <laughs> world, you know, because our kids are 20s and 19. So... How has it changed? I mean, I know this is a big question, so Mm -hmm. I know you're not going to answer it all in one sentence, but how has parenting changed from, say, your kids in their their late teens, early 20s, like college, establishing their careers, but then they become like full-fledged adults with jobs and kids? Mm -hmm. How, I mean, how is that, how do you feel that's changed your parenting? In our parenting, for me, it's like I suddenly have all these friends. Mm. 
because they don't feel so much parenting anymore. It's more like they're friends. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's good. Mm-hmm. What about what about um, the topic of watching your kids raise their kids and be parents? I, I think there is <laughs> a lot of joy in that. You know, a lot of moments of feeling proud and joy because you see them walking out some of the things that you've instilled mm-hmm. in them as 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 parents. You know, you're watching them kind of m- m- maybe mirror some of your parenting. But then I think there could be some horror. I mean. <laughs> Right? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, speak into that, Bill, because it's got to be different. Well, basically, uh, I started out parenting as a disciplinarian. And uh, Amy, being our first child, she was going to be a perfect child. Oh, yes. No problems. (laughs) And I was very strict with her. And... uh, and I am the perfect child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, full of humility as well. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and when uh, our second child came along, I began to see that uh, I was really too strict with Amy, and uh, I backed off and uh, didn't probably didn't discipline the second as much as I should have. But anyhow, uh, watching them as parents, uh, Amy is a disciplinarian, uh, her sister is uh, uh, more of a free will, free spirit kind of person. And I was really concerned about how these grandkids would respond to the different parenting techniques. Mm-hmm. Well, they've all turned out wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really am amazed at uh, how well these grandkids have come along and... Uh, been achievers. They're all achievers. They're. Uh, I wouldn't trade them for the world. <laughs> this well, includes Tommy and Kimmy's children also. Oh, just that we got. We just got absolutely. less disciplined as. <laughs> <laughs> as you went down the yes, line, yes. right? Well, they really were like we kind of had two sets. Two sets. Two, mm-hmm. The older two, our upbringing was very different than the yes. younger two, Tommy and Kimmy. Yeah. But you're talking about the difference just between Lisa and I. Yes. We're the first two, right? And so there are differences between us, but then there's also differences yes. in parenting with yes. the youngest too. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Do you think it's now? This is this is your opinion. I mean, I know that this isn't an absolute, but mm-hmm. when you have the more children you have, do you really do you really abide by the? You just get a little more um, lenient or less strict. Realistic. Oh, okay. Right. Okay, you get a little more realistic. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, with the first child, it was all idealistic. Uh, Mm -hmm. You wanted everything perfect, and then you, uh, as you have more children, you realize that uh, uh, the real world is uh, quite different than your ideal world. Mm -hmm. And uh, And I also think sometimes with the first child, you almost see that as a reflection of you a little mm, bit. Yes. And that's why you want them just so, and I think after having, later it's them more than how they reflect on you. You want yeah, them to have a good, good life and them to be. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. I also think that there's there's value, and I know this isn't for every family because because of divorce, because of of of, of death even, mm-hmm. but I think that, that the families, now I'm 50, so this is coming from a 50-year-old perspective, but the families that I watch that are a family unit, now, I'm not saying a perfect family unit. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying a family unit that have grandma and grandpa and kids and grandkids. I know you all even have always been so impressed by this. You all vacation um, um, 
once a summer together. Mm-hmm. All of those things that you have patterned, that, that mm-hmm. Bill and you have patterned, all of those things have value and are important because mm-hmm. because they set a stage. You know, I mm-hmm. I we Amy and I have talked about this before is I look at I look at parenting as as building a stage. You know, you're building a platform or a stage for your kids to crawl up on and, mm-hmm. and do life from. And I think that I think we can we can undervalue our parenting as we get older thinking that everybody's fine they're on their own and mm-hmm. now we're now we're just going to I don't know retire to Arizona and see them once a year mm-hmm. I think I think what from my perspective what the family units I see that are that I don't mean get together every single week but have a unit where you're all together. I know that if right. one of your family members would be in the hospital, there would be a gaggle of you in the waiting room right. um, for support <laughs> mm-hmm. and for there's there's something to be said about the way that God has constructed the family, family. and a family mm-hmm. unit and how that operates. And and I think mm-hmm. the the families that you really see. Um, challenge and I and I would put my family in this category because my my parents are divorced and my dad just passed away but my parents were divorced when I became an adult so everything after that became completely different family get-togethers became different Mm -hmm. Um, visiting one another became different Um, holidays became different nobody vacationed together that's for sure (laughs) Um, but but I think I, I just give props to families that stay connected and involved and have game night mm-hmm. and vacation. You know, you, th- you, you can think that's a little thing, but it's really not a little thing. So mm-hmm. props, Bill and Carolyn, oh, to really, you. I mean, uh, and you're, you're in your well, 70s now, but you still mm-hmm. are very active in your family's lives. Not, not helicopter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't mean that. Yeah. But I mean, caring, present. Um, and and really, really, it's just still carrying the torch of family, and I think I think it's important. I think it's a cool thing. Mm-hmm. I want to be like that. Game mm-hmm. nights every first Saturday of every month. Come, Leanne, <laughs> join the Einstein game yes, night. Yes. Oh, well, Nana and Papa's yes. first oh, okay. Saturday of the month. <laughs> You're officially yes, invited. So yes, <laughs> that's so wonderful. Oh, that's so sweet. But it's there is something to be said for that, and I think there's. There's purpose in the way that God has constructed family, um, and if and if you can mm-hmm. live that out, it's just such a blessing and such a gift. If that's you listening, you have definitely a gift in that. Well, when mm-hmm. you really realize that that's God trying to show us His love for us, yes, it really is. You know, we're set up like the Father is God's loving us, and when you think of how much we love our family, if you're the nor- if not to say normal, if you're an average person, how much a mother loves her children and a mm-hmm. father loves mm-hmm. her children. And God loves us so much more than that. Yeah, it's so reflective you know, of his yes, love for us. Yes, yes. It's, good. Mm-hmm. it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... I love that. I think that um, that when you are in a fractured family and when you don't feel like you have that, I think it's important to pray that into your life and to ask God to bring those elements into your life because, you know, God wants you to feel that love. God wants you to feel that connection, that inclusion. And so if you're from a broken family like like I have been, God has strategically, I mean, you're one of them, Carolyn, but God has strategically placed mother-like figures in my life, father-like mm-hmm. figures in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the first time Bill paid for my supper. We went to, where did we go? Papa Yero in Canton. I cried on the way home because, <laughs> you know, he was doing a fatherly 
gesture toward me. So God will fill that place in your life that you feel um, might be a little empty. He'll bring people that and fill that space. So um, I just want to encourage anyone that might be from a family of brokenness to just start praying for God to bring those people to your life and place yourself in environments where those people can easily step in. Maybe even be that for other people. Seek out the people that need that stability and that love. so good. So we were talking about um, uh, grandparenting even. You know, when you watch your children become parents and then you watch your children raise your grandchildren, um, you know, there's different, There's to me, there's different categories of grandparents. I mean, there are parents, there are grandparents that are very, very involved, like almost co-parenting involved, where they're watching the grandkids when, when their kids are working. Um, then there are grandparents that literally, like, they... they sell everything and move to Arizona and see their kids and grandkids maybe once a year. Then then there's definitely people, um, Bill brought this up earlier, there's people who their kids grow up and get jobs different places. So they've stayed in the same house maybe they've been in for years as parents and grandparents, but their kids are dispersed different places in the country. And then their parent, grandparents like y'all who've just done a great job of not only parenting but grandparenting and being very present and cultivating things like game night. Um, and vacations and that kind of thing. But, you know, I, I, coming from a place of, of, of a family who's, when I was an adult, my parents divorced. So things, things became broken. You know, there weren't get togethers like there used, there used to be. Um, there weren't, um, definitely weren't game nights, but there weren't, there wasn't the the facilitating of a family unit in the way that I see you all's operate. And I, but if there was, like the if I look at my husband and I and I, I look at what we want to cultivate and what we want to do, like we're getting ready to fly out to Nevada to move our son into his first apartment and to be very present. But really, you know, even game night, we were joking about it, but it's really true. Game night is work. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, mm-hmm. you all facilitate game night at your house, I think, the first Saturday of every mm-hmm. month, right? Yes. And there are 18 people. 18. Um, and, oh, and at then least. Some more, you know, even more because of cousins and yeah. now me, I guess. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> but really, at the end of the day, what that looks like for you when everybody leaves and mm. the last you know, card in the deck is put in the box, <laughs> it's work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it is. It is. Uh-huh. But it, it's so worth it. But it is. Yeah, you're tired. You do have a lot to clean up. And, but it, it, to me, it's so worth it. Well, and I love it. Well, the, love the, it. the visible, but yet it really is a little bit of an invisible or invisible when you talk about the future. Yeah. Really what you're cultivating is a closeness of family. I mean, what you're cultivating are cousins who care about what's happening. Well, I think we're so blessed lives. because our cousins all want to be there at this point. And I'm hoping they'll continue that when they go off and have family. And I know it can't be the same, but they'll still have that desire the family mm-hmm, right. mm-hmm. and uh it is it is physical work i do get tired and i'm sure that all the all of them get tired just getting there because everyone's so busy now and that's work for them to get there on a saturday right. night but it's right. so worth it right. i remember this christmas we went around the room and everybody cousins um siblings went around the room and we said everybody shared a rose and a thorn for the year mm-hmm. what was their rose what was their thorn yeah. and i can believe the number of people their highlight of the entire year is being together at vacation uh-huh. yes. at ocean isle yeah mm-hmm. yes you know and and that also let's just say this i mean i'm gonna say it pretty bluntly that's also um not only just generous but that's that comes as a sacrifice 
to you all. I mean, you've planned for that. You yeah. you facilitate that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's something that you all plan. Yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah, you and, and Bill, right? Yes. Bill, Bill's mm-hmm. the main. Uh, I want to be there, and I plan it, but. He's made it possible for us to do it. <laughs> well, and that comes from that comes from planning, planning though. Absolutely though, right? planning. Sure. Yes. Sure. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And being willing to put them ahead this ahead of other things. This well, is right. It's so important to us. Yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. He could have that boat sailing around the world. Yes. Right. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Cuz that's his dream. Yeah. I mean, he he I'm sure you fight not maybe not now, but we always thought once dad once we're out of here dad's going to get a boat and and sail, sail around, around the, the world, world with mom, and we'll never get to see him <laughs> because he is an adventurer. And uh, so, yeah, that vacation every year, mm-hmm. I'm sure, is a. Other things could be bought with that. <laughs> well, well, that, and that's what I'm saying is that there are, are people who make that decision to. I've raised my kids, mm-hmm. and 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 I'm not even saying that that's wrong. I'm I'm not I'm I, so anybody who's selling their house and moving to. You know, you I don't say know. Nevada. Idaho, <laughs> Nevada, um, and and you know, away from your children. I'm not saying you're wrong in doing that. I'm saying that it takes concerted effort, investment, and de- you you have to be deliberate to make the choice to stay and invest in your kids and your grandkids. That's a choice um, because Bill could have chose to buy the sailboat and sail around the world. I yes. mean, right? Yes. Like, you could have chose that. I, I think, yeah. and I do think it's reflective of our care and our love for our family. I think when you invest, I think when you invest, you know, we we were joking that, that parenting is three-fourth work and the other fourth must be amazing. The truth is, is what the dividend of your investment and what you do for your family and the love that you put into your family is so reflective mm-hmm. of God's love for us because the outcome of that, that quarter or however much the <laughs> reward is for, from your children and from the investment of that is, is priceless. Exactly. I mean, it is really. priceless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is priceless. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. That's good. You know, I, I think that it's important to note that no family is perfect no family unit is perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, we whether believer, believer in Christianity or non-believer, we're not perfect families. We all have, you know, our drama, our struggle, um, our bro- even mm-hmm. our brokenness within a family. Um, but if if you are a believer, you know, and we believe in in Christian principles and Christian faith. I mean, I do believe that we are called to the role of mother and father. If you're if you are a mother or a father, I mean, this is something I've been camping out on a lot in my thoughts because my dad recently died and, and my dad was, um, very involved in ministry and, and gave his life to ministry. But, but there was, there was extreme sacrifice that he, that he gave up, that he gave in order to do that. He gave up in order to do that. And, and really it came at a great cost to our family because I really didn't have a close relationship with my father because he gave it to ministry. And I, I don't believe as believers that we're called to give all our treasure away to other people before we give it to our home. I think mm-hmm. the role of mother and father is a divine appointment and I think it should be taken mm-hmm. seriously. And I think the mm-hmm. investment there first, before you invest in your job, your ministry, your, your business, I think it should, your investment, your treasure should be to that role of mother and father. I mean, because honestly, I could have a different husband. Mm-hmm. I could be a different wife to a different man. But mm-hmm. the 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 role of mother, there's no one else that can take that role that God has given me. So 
I think it's important to take it seriously and to, um, you know, to really consider whether you want to buy that sailboat or not. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I think your children are your mission. You yes. Know? They're your mission in life, yeah. Yes, it's good. As we're talking about parenting, I, I can simply say that with our first two girls, I had the opportunity to spend a lot of time with them when they were young and tossing them around and wrestling with them. The second two children, I regret to this day that I was too busy in life to spend that kind of time with them. I was uh, traveling at work. I was heavily involved with uh, church administration, uh, just too involved outside the family to spend the quality time with my second uh, set of children. And I, I regret that to this day. Our relationship is different and uh, uh, I just encourage parents to take that time when you can. Well, you, even if you can't, make time to spend with those children during their formative years because uh, it's so important. important. You know, I think we underestimate how important it is. You know, I, I've been spending time with my great niece. She doesn't require a lot. She just wants to be with me and eat a powdered sugar donut mm -hmm. on the rooftop terrace. I mean, she doesn't need a whole lot. But, but that's what she'll remember. Why mm -hmm. do we underestimate it, though, Bill? Like, because mm -hmm. I'm sure in your life, at that point, you were just busy with a mortgage payment mm -hmm. and, car, and, and vehicles and kids and kids' mm -hmm. clothes, so you're doing what you can to provide for the home, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so where, I mean, that's a hard, that's a hard line. To but I, but I was over, over involved at church. I was on every board and teaching mm -hmm. Sunday school and all this, and, and a good not, thing too. not that that's wrong, mm -hmm. but uh, that and traveling and fixing cars and whatever. I just didn't spend the quality time with he my second two children. Right, right. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll, be as, I'll be as bold to say this. Now, this is my opinion mm -hmm. from my perspective mm -hmm. from a child who was raised in ministry. I do think it's wrong if you overcommit at church mm -hmm. and you over, you're doing too much at church. You're, you're, when you say, you know, that it, you don't want to say it's wrong or you feel like it was wrong. I do think it's wrong. Mm -hmm. I do. I think, I think when we overcommit at church with teaching Sunday school and being on the board and, mm -hmm. and taking the meals and doing all the stuff for, for everybody outside your house, instead of wrestling on the mm -hmm. floor yeah. or, mm -hmm. or doing, doing spelling homework with your daughter or whatever. And we somehow we trump, we trump the time that, those little things, the powdered mm -hmm. sugar donut. We mm -hmm. trump that thinking that it's more important if we're at the board meeting at church. I, I don't I don't think so. I don't. I that's my perspective. I grew up that way. Yeah. I grew up feeling like I competed for people's souls. Like how do you compete with my dad out ministering, saving people's souls yeah. when I really just wanted him at my basketball game? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think any one of those activities at church is commendable. Any one of them. But when you pile three, four, five of those activities mm -hmm. that take up an inordinate amount mm -hmm. of time, that's what the problem yes. is. Yes, and especially if it takes time away yeah. from your kids. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I agree. I agree. Yes, you have definitely found a place to belong here on the Circle of Friends. We're so glad that you have joined us around this table.
Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or send us an email to OpenTheWordPodcast at gmail.com. Is it time for you to plan a day trip with your peeps? Come and stay a while at Shia Market in Berlin. There is something for everyone, no matter what your taste or style may be. Visit the Village Gift Barn for your custom floral arrangements and timeless accessories for your home. Stroll upstairs to Shia Style Boutique for your perfect outfit. Everything from accessories to shoes. Be inspired at country gatherings with decor from Modern Farmhouse to transitional design. Then meander through the gardens for a large selection of houseplants. And last but not least, order your perfect cup of brew at the Buggy Brew Coffee Company. End your day by gathering to relax in our courtyard. You will leave feeling connected and refreshed.